<laughs> Where the fuck is my water, man? <sighs> Got a lot of stuff to talk about today. This is episode 35 of Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Well, I don't know why I was on YouTube the other day. You know, like a video popped up. I think this video was about three years old. Now, I don't know if you guys watched the T.I. and Tiny show. I think it come on VH1 Entertainment, one of them shits. And it was a video where Tiny had confronted T.I. over his past infidelities. Now, the video's old, but I felt as if a lot of it relates now, you know, in regards to like what I always talk about being relationships. Because it was, let me see if I could pull up the clip. It was very interesting. It was entertaining. And I felt as if it can help a lot of relationships. But, but like, one of the things that stood out to me was how passive and how dismissive T.I. was. Now, we know over the years that T.I. has not been the most faithful. This is something he's admitted, and this is why I always speak about what I speak about in regards to not idolizing celebrities. Because celebrities, they are regular people. They are regular motherfuckers, man. So I'm going to talk about that. But um, I got a long list today, man. Chicago man killed two teens age 16 and 17 for asking about his height. Now, I I kind of hope it's more to that story because if you just kill two teenagers, now the suspect, he was 19 years old. But if you kill two teens for, for asking about, damn, why are you so tall? Then we got some shit to talk about, man. We got Pop Smoke. Did y'all see the, the fucking cover art for Pop Smoke's new album? Virgil, the same nigga who donated, who donated $50 to the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, he was tasked with creating an album cover for the upcoming album for the, the late Pop Smoke. And when he released the album cover, let's just say the fans ain't like it. The public ain't like it. Now, Chloe and Tristan um, Thompson, they are back together. I hope this shit ain't true because we, we've seen time after time again, Tristan going to cheat. Like, I believe it is Tristan's job, aside from being in the NBA, to cheat. That nigga going to cheat, man. A Miami cop punched the shit out of a woman in Miami at the airport. Now, did y'all see the fucking tape? I'm going to talk about that. A hotel worker called the police on a black woman who was in the pool with her kids. Now, the hotel worker, she was fired. And of course, you know, she's trying to backpedal and back. You know, they always backtrack after the fact. Just admit you're racist. You're white. So you think you matter more. It is OK. But um, also, I have a listener question. Now, the question I've been asking is. How would you react if you found out your longtime boyfriend was gay? I had some responses to that question. Now, this question came to my head and also because a woman tried to kill herself and her five kids after she found out her boyfriend was married. Like that shit is fucking insane because even if you find out the guy you are dating has six or seven wives or even 10 girlfriends to take out that anger on yourself is one thing, but to involve your five children who are not even like, they don't know what the fuck is going on. They are not included in that fucking relationship. And that takes me into the mental health, depression, anxiety kind of bag. I always get into 
Also, Donald Trump, man, he keep retweeting these fucking videos of people screaming white power or white people trying to show how dominant they are as they exert their power in regards to white supremacy. It's a long show today, man. Y'all motherfuckers better get comfortable, get relaxed, because I got some shit to talk about. But like I said, first I want to talk about Tiny. This is old news, but I don't know why the fuck YouTube be sending me videos, like suggested videos. Like, I've never watched the Tiny T.I. show in my life. But they suggested me this clip, and you know, I was bored as shit. It was like 10 p.m. I listened to the clip. I was like, damn, Tiny... She was talking her shit and T.I. was being dismissive, but this is the clip of Tiny confronting T.I. about his cheating ways. And again, you guys can follow me on Lunchroom Chatterpod and send a voice message. And also, you guys can just let me know how y'all feel, man. Whether it be about what Tiny say, something I say in the episode. Like, you don't have to agree with, with everything I'm saying. Like, you guys can have opinions. Like, this is not the shade room where I'm going to jump down your throat or make you feel like shit if you don't agree with what I'm saying. So this right here, this is Tiny confronting T.I. about his cheating behavior. You left and went and got a house somewhere else. Bitch, you started cheating. Yes, sir. For those who don't understand, Tip had some infidelities with a girl who I hired. And mm. that girl is one of the reasons why I got my own house. I ain't intertwining my souls with no motherfucker. Hey, look, man, let me tell you I something. I ain't doing none of that. It's totally different from hey, what look, you're doing. You done had your when you was out with this motherfucker dude that you know I don't with. Out what? You know. Let me pause it right quick now. For those of y'all who don't know, T.I.'s talking about, um, he's talking about Floyd Mayweather. Now, in the past, T.I. and Floyd, they have had their past, um, their past disputes or their past... Whatever fucking conflict they got going on. Now, there was a time when Tiny had moved out of the house that she shared with T.I. And then videos began popping up online of Tiny dancing with Floyd Mayweather, who is the adversary of T.I. T.I. has been well outspoken about the fact that he does not like Floyd. He does not get along with Floyd. And there was a time when T.I. had confronted Floyd Mayweather at, I believe it was a fat burger restaurant in Vegas or, or like wherever the fuck they was at about, you know, being around his wife. And this is like this is like that's what pissed me the fuck off, too. I'm a man, but I'm not going to be biased like a man, like as a man, we will cheat on you 50 fucking times. But if you show, if you just have the nerve to go cheat with one guy, the world is going to stop. Now, I don't know why that is. Like, I've seen so many men who cheat on their girl time after time after time again. But if they girl go in the store and look at a guy too long, that nigga damn near lose his shit. But again, let me jump back. This is what Tiny... Was saying to T.I. And y'all can hear T.I.'s fucking dismissive ass responses. Man, man, it don't matter. You was at his house. What you mean? You was at his house. You in his house. We went in his house. Which time? Don't speak on it as if you know what you're talking about. Like, I know 100% that she slept with. How do you know 
that you see me dancing? That how does dancing on a what? I- now, do I think Tiny fuck Floyd? I do. She said we were not together. Like anytime a woman say we weren't together, it's it's letting you know, yeah, I fucked them. But you know, technically, we were not a couple. Now men say that shit too, but yeah. Again, I don't I don't know Tia, I don't know I don't know Tiny, but this is my opinion. Do I think Tiny fucked Floyd? Yeah, she did. She fucked him. How, how do you know that you don't know? It I ain't never never stuck in me. And this it's love to the and he never stuck. It's love to the if he could come and treat me like a woman. I spent millions on you. What the fuck are you saying? I've done plenty for you. I ain't need for him. What the fuck is you saying? The point is that you were with a dude that you know I'm at odds with. Ah, uh, excuse me, but you were with a girl that you met through me. Is mm. it any better? Odds with is that any better? Yeah. But if I hire you to do you a job and you come here and you go into... Now, did y'all hear the shit T.I. said? Tiny said... <laughs> I mean, T.I. said, you were with the guy you know I had an issue with. So, Tiny said, you... Messed around with a girl that you know I hired. And T.I. And dumbass said, but did you have an issue with her? Do it fucking matter, nigga? Let me finish playing this bullshit. See, my man, yes, I'm in odds with you. Darling. 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 <laughs> Darling, I've never cheated on you, ever. Ever I don't slept with another man. Ever. Every time I've seen this person, it's because you have did X, so, Y, and Z so. to me. I think that we have things. I can't hear no more of this bullshit. When you see T.I. say so, so, that nigga letting you know, look, I know I cheated, and I know I will continue to cheat. But look, you can't do that shit. Like, don't you step out on the fucking marriage. Only I can do that shit. That shit is nasty. That shit is fucking disgusting, man, but... Like I said, we got a long show today, man. I'm getting comfortable. I got my water ready. I went and got my juice out the fucking fridge. It's some shit I got to talk about today, man. This is episode 35 of Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Welcome back, man. Now, normally I save like the listener responses for the show until the end. But being that I have a lot of shit to talk about today, I'm going to get the listener responses out the way now. Now, I posed a couple questions online, you know, over the past week in regards to if you found like if you find out someone who who you have been in a relationship for about two to three years, like someone who you were serious with, you know, you've met his mom, he's met your mom, you know his family, he know your family. I mean, shit is fucking serious. You guys have spoken about marriage, kids, all that, all that good shit. You find out he has a wife or a girl. Like, what would you do? So I asked this question to a couple women, and um, I'm a I'm going to play some of these fucking responses. Now, I have not heard these responses yet because I like I love to save the responses until it's time to record these fucking episodes because then I can listen to it the same way you guys hear it. Like by not have. Well, I ain't hear the shit beforehand. Just put it like that. So we're going to get into the first voice message I got. Here we go. So I find out that the man I've been dating for two years has a wife and two kids. 
The first thing that I would feel is definitely anger. I would feel hurt. I would feel betrayed that somebody I love could lie to me for two years. I don't think that I would do anything to get them back, honestly. There's no point in any revenge or hurting them back. They didn't care about me enough or respect me enough to Hmm. be honest with me. And I would just want to move on at that point. There's no point in me harping over this. The relationship is done. It's over. And I don't want anything to do with this person. Damn, now, now, like that response right there is 100% mature. And like, that's the response I would expect from someone. Because if you have been in, I mean, a fucking serious relationship with someone, that means you have invested your heart, your time, Yourself, you know, financially, you have invested yourself in every way, sexually, physically, mentally, all that shit. So to find out someone who you are serious with, someone who you, you know, you guys have spoken about a future together. And that person, they ain't give a shit about you. Like anyone you are dating and they have a girl on the side, even a side hoe. But to have a wife on the side, that shit is fucking insane. And again, I'm going to try and find a clip of the woman who found out her boyfriend had a whole other wife. That shit is fucking insane. Like, can y'all imagine that shit, man? Like, I'm, I'm sitting here right now as I record. I'm just trying to picture myself. I'm in a long-term relationship. For years, me and this woman have spoken about kids, a marriage, everything, the whole nine, you know, buying a house one day, you know, settling down, like starting a whole family, the white picket fence, all that shit. And come to find out she's married for years with another nigga. Like, it's tough to even know how I would respond in that situation, man, but... Let's jump ahead and play another response, man. Shit is fucking insane. Hey, so to answer your question, if I found out that my significant other was married after two to three years of dating, honestly, I would be devastated and I would not be able to continue on with the relationship. And I I think it really just depends if... It's different if the person, like, steps out on the relationship and then, like, you know, has a child. I mean, things like that can possibly be worked out. But I think not being truthful up front about those things, that would be a real serious deal breaker for me. And, um, yeah, I think that that's how I would leave the person. I don't see myself sticking around in a relationship like that. So I would definitely have to end it. I agree 100%. Like I said, like I don't expect nobody to say, you know, well, you know, I would stay. I mean, now, if you are, I spoke to my um my other friend. She's a mature woman. That's why um, I also had to ask her this question because she is married. And I figured I'll ask her because if you find out someone who you are married to and, and like you have kids with that person, if you find out they have a long-term girlfriend on the side, can you stay? Because I mean, like, 
if it is someone you are just dating and you guys have been together, even if it's been for years, like you can walk away. Yes, you, you are going to be heartbroken. But they are no kids, you know, tying you guys together forever. So once you get past that initial heartbreak, you know, of course, it may take a while, depending on on like how long you care about that person, how long you guys have been together. But eventually you'll get over that shit because there are no kids tying you together. So I asked my friend the question. Let me pull it. Let me pull this up. So I asked her, you know. If before you and your husband got married. If it was about three years in and you found out he was secretly married, what would your response be? She said, if we are married and have no kids together, my tolerance for BS is zero. I agree with that because like I said, if you guys are like, if you guys are not married, you guys have no kids, then there's nothing tying you guys together forever. So once you get past that initial heartbreak, you can move on and it's like, fuck that shit. I mean, yes, it may take some time, a couple weeks, a couple months to recover from having your fucking time wasted. But then again, I said, you know, if you're married, then like, what would you do? If you found out your husband had a whole nother fucking life on the side, she said, Okay, yes, it is so much easier if you are not married. But if it had happened to me right now, being married, I would need to know why, why, and why. And even then, I would probably still leave. I am not going to live my life not trusting my husband. It would make life so much more stressful. So if we had to divorce, I would want it to be as easy as possible for our daughter. I would still do joint holidays and birthdays. I would I would still want us to be at least friends. I would never want my daughter to feel stuck in between the two of us. Let me let me give her a round of applause. That's a that's a fucking mature ass answer right there, man. The fact that she can accept and understand that yes, he cheated. Yes, he fucked up. But my like our child has nothing to do with that shit. So I'm not going to hold what he did, you know, over my child's head or use the child as a get back or like a fucking revenge tactic. Like not all, but a lot of women do that shit. Now we see it with like celebrity women, you know, where they may date someone, they may be married. And if, for example, the man cheats and then now, the fact that they know the court system is about 95% going to side with the woman. They use the child as a revenge tactic, as a way to make the man hurt because they know like, yes, the guy's the father, but the woman, the woman is always going to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to the child. I mean, like, unless the woman is like a fucking crackhead or like she, you know, puts the puts the child at risk, you know, knowingly, then of course the court system might side with the man. But aside from that, ain't no nigga gonna win that battle in court, man. That shit is not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Shit is fucking insane. So to like to even think about the fact that like I'm getting mad thinking about that shit. Like trying to picture Someone who who I have been with for that fucking long 
investing my time, my effort, and you're going to cheat? You're going to have a whole nother fucking family on the side? That shit is fucking insane. Like I said, I'll be, I'll be shocked 100% if I could find someone who would say, well, I wouldn't be shocked. I've seen worse. But if you take someone back after they have a whole fucking kid on the side, a fucking wife, then you are setting yourself up for failure. And I say that because you are let you like you are normalizing that behavior. It's why I said before, you know, if someone cheats on you and you take them back, of course the person is going to say, I'm not going to cheat again. That was a mistake. I will never cheat on you again in my life. I will dedicate everything to you. I will do my best to to let you know that that was a one-time thing. It meant nothing. But again, you can't be shocked if that person cheats on you again. You can't be. There's no way in hell you're going to sit back and take someone back for cheating and then act shocked if it happens again. Now, would it be, would it be nice if it does not happen again? Yes. But you can't control what people do. You can't control someone's actions in the heat of the moment. You can't. But again, that goes to... Matter of fact, let me find this clip so I can play out a fucking clip of the woman who found out her longtime boyfriend had a fucking wife and she tried to kill her kids. And I'm going to play y'all what she said in response to that because it was crazy. And I mean, I understand the fact that you are heartbroken, but to put your kids' lives at risk, even though you are going through something that is, you know, heavy emotionally and mentally, that shit is fucking insane. She was driving... She ended up losing control and the car flipped. And again, this is what she said in response to what happened. But that shit is fucking insane because you have more to think about than just this guy. And again, I understand it is easier said than done. But the guy has shown you, I don't give a fuck about you. The fact that he can waste your time for years while being married should let you know, like, I don't think you are valuable. I don't believe you are someone who was worth me giving my all to. And again, like, I don't want to say she was naive, but the fact that someone can hide a whole marriage for years, for years, again, like, it is not hard to believe, but, like, it was some shit you was not paying attention to. But again, this is what she said. Let me play this shit real quick. I've been trying to ease my mind. The lie was for attention. I dropped my phone, went down to reach for my phone. And when I raised back up, it was a car. And I tried to dodge that car. I hit the rail of the expressway and I flipped. The car flipped multiple times, multiple times. And my baby was in my arm. I jumped out of the car because Madison which is my two-year-old, the twin, was was rejected from the car, and I went to find her. Kid's not even in the fucking car seat. And Driving with the fucking baby in your arms. In my arm. It was an accident, you guys. 
I was in search attention when I went live. And the drive was to ease my mind. I promise you it was. I'm so sorry, you guys. Again, I, like, I'm going to try not to be too hard on her. But then again, I am. Because the fact that you put your five fucking kids' lives at risk over a man... That shit is fucking insane, but I do want to be kind of sensitive here to the fact that, like, I don't know if she has mental issues. I don't know her. I don't know who this woman is. But that shit is fucking scary, man. Like, if you want to go for a drive to put your mind at ease, like, do not do it with your kids there, man. Like, do not take your kids in the car. That shit is fucking insane. It's reckless. It's careless. That shit makes no fucking sense because, I mean, that's a scary fucking shit. And that even goes back to what I always say, the fact that social media can be the devil. Well, she she told you guys, she said, you know, me going on Facebook Live or wherever the fuck she went, that was for attention. Like, that's not what I wanted. You know, I wanted attention based on my situation. So I hope this woman is okay and more importantly, I hope her kids are okay. But someone who is not okay is Terry Crews. What the fuck is going on with this motherfucker, man? Like, who is in Terry Crews' corner? Who is letting him know, nigga, shut the fuck up? Like, you are talking so out of turn. You are sounding like a dumbass. Now, I tried to let Terry Crews, you know, I tried to leave him alone. But who is who is advising him to not shut the fuck up? Who? Now, Terry Crews has sent out a tweet the other day. What, what the fuck is this nigga doing? He said, if you are a child of God, you are my brother and sister. I have family of every race, creed, and ideology. We must ensure Black Lives Matter does not morph into black lives better. Nigga, who the fuck say black lives better? When the fuck have you ever heard black lives better? Nigga, nowhere. Nigga, Terry Crews, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking about? I understand, you know, you you on like a little, a fucking TV show. Like, you trying to appease your white fans and all this other bullshit. But who the fuck says black lives better? Like, what the fuck is the reason for you saying that shit? What was the reason? I had a reason. What was the reason? I had a reason. What was the I reason? I just explained the reason. What was the reason? Like, I don't understand this shit. I mean, when I seen the tweet, I was like, nah, this nigga, I know there's no way in hell he tweeted this shit. There's no way in hell this nigga said, we must ensure black lives matter does not morph into black lives better. I was like, this motherfucker here, man. Like... That is what a lot of white people do. Now, I know I have a I have some white listeners. I'm I'm not speaking to y'all specifically. I'm speaking about those who pretend to not understand that black lives matter does not mean black lives matter more. So when y'all say all lives matter, like I don't I don't really respect that shit because all lives it don't matter. All lives do not matter. You got you got these fucking immig immigrant kids in fucking cages 
when their parents get sent back to Mexico or where, like wherever else they came from. You have children as young as a year old, two, three, four years old being separated from their parents, put in cages with no immediate family. If all lives matter, why do, like why don't y'all speak about that shit? If all lives matter, when black people are gunned down senselessly at the hands of the police, why don't y'all motherfuckers speak up? But as soon as a dog gets ran over, white folks, oh my God, is a fucking travesty. Nigga, people are dying, man. And I've said before, again, this is my opinion. I believe that if there was a black man on the ground, shot, bleeding out, and there was a dog right behind him. I believe that many white people would step over that black person and help the fucking dog. That shit is fucking insane. So, like, comments like this, this shit, it hurts, man. The fact that I see a black man. Terry Crews is a black man. Now, if you take away his stardom, his, you know, his fame, if he's driving down the side of the road, and he gets pulled over by the wrong fucking cop or a cop in general. You are seen as a threat. Nobody gives a fuck what show you on. I, I forgot the fucking show. Nanny 91, whatever the fuck. Brooklyn 99, I believe. One of them shits he on. Like nobody cares about your status when you get pulled over. All they see is a big, you know, muscular black man. You are going to be perceived as a threat. Like when 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 Terry Crews came out a couple years ago and he said, you know, he was he was um taken advantage of sexually or whatever whatever he said in regards to, you know, the sexual allegations of the producer who groped him in front of his wife. Like a lot of people stood in his corner. We seen a black man who was coming out and revealing some past trauma that he had gone through. And that the fact that like I said, this is the biggest civil rights movement in American history. And the fact that this nigga is going out of his way every chance he get to say, you know, hey, I understand black lives matter, but we got to also include all lives. Nigga, just nigga, go go vote for Trump and shut the fuck up. Now, Terry Crews, he put out a statement in regards to his fucking tweets. I'm going to play some of what he said. Not all. Because this big black motherfucker is pissing me the fuck off, man. Now, I'm not going to cancel Terry. Like, I don't believe in, you know, because someone says something I don't agree with that he's canceled. Like I said, um, I believe that cancellation should only happen for, for people who endanger the lives of others. Those being murderers, if you're a fucking child pedophile, you rape woman, like shit like that, you should be canceled. But I be, like, I'm a firm believer of, like, you can sit down with someone. And let them know the error of their ways. But they got to want to hear you out. And Terry Crews, who the fuck is in your corner? Who the fuck is in your corner? That is letting you put out these fucking tweets, man. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Remember when, when, who was it? When Gabrielle Union came out and said she was felt uncomfortable working with the network. You know, she... You know, she put out a lot of shit. And you got people like Terry Crews, like, trying to minimize how she felt or how she how she felt as a black woman 
working at a network. I mean, nigga. Like, I don't know if this nigga got a mirror in his fucking house and realized he is black. But again, this is what Terry Crews said, man. This nigga pissing me the fuck off. Shit, man. White chicks ass motherfucker. ABC or NBC to do this. This is my Twitter. This is my private network. This is what I do. And I'm being told to shut up. Be quiet. Don't say anything. Just keep it shut. Shut and the fuck up. You're a coon. Don't say anything. And and this is the thing. Some it's really weird because I realize that some black lives matter more than others. Because they don't want me, as a black man, to talk. Because it's any bit of like, because you're gonna make us look bad. But the deal is, I don't care about what how we look. I care about how we are. We have to really examine these things within each other. We have all, there's colorism going on. It's still the light skin, dark skin thing happening. Right, right. right, nigga, you're going to shut the fuck up. Now, I understand what he was saying in regards to like the light skin, dark skin, because there are black people who are of a lighter complexion. They still black. But this nigga, man, this motherfucker, man, I don't know what the fuck this nigga on, if he on drugs, if he on some bullshit, but motherfucker, man, going from this motherfucker on to another motherfucker, man. August Alcina. My nigga, what the fuck is you doing? August, my brother. Did y'all see what, matter of fact, let me play y'all what he said first before I even dive deep, deeper into this shit. Because August Alcina, man, I thought I was fucking dreaming. Somebody sent my somebody texted my phone and said, Did you see what August Alcina said? I was like, nah, what he said. Like, did he say something about his album that just came out? I'm thinking it's about his music. They was like, nah, he admitted he had an affair with Jada Pinkett Smith. I'm like, what? And he said, Oh, and um also, I sat down with Will Smith, and you know, Will Smith gave me his blessing. I'm like, nigga, am I dreaming? I said, oh my, what? Oh my God. Like, what the fuck is going on? This is what August Alcina said. Uh, hold on, before I play it. Now, he's been doing this shit for years. Like, every time he got a fucking album coming out, this nigga always finds some kind of way to include Jada Pinkett Smith in his fucking rollout. It was about nine or ten years ago when he released a single, kind of kind of hinting at the fact, you know, I fuck Jada. I miss Jada. I miss my boo. And then he had that bullshit ass. Was it a Valentine's Day post about Jada? A birthday post where he was damn near like in love with, with the woman. Oh, you know, Jada is the Jada is the apple to my peach cobbler. He said all that bunch of bullshit. And I'm like, the shit, it sounded fucking weird. And he said like Jada was his fucking Jada's my life coach. And she was coaching me and blah, blah, blah. But this might need a deep dive, man. I'm going to play out what Jada said. Because Will and Jada, I mean, not Jada, what August said. Because Will and Jada, they have already came out through their publicists saying that this ain't true. But we're going to take a quick break. I, I got to pay some bills. And I'm going to play out what August Alcina said. Because this nigga, this nigga got to be sick. This, I understand he has gone through health issues. He has gone through a lot of family trauma. But this nigga losing it, man. He's a talented, dope musician, R&B singer. But this nigga, man, he, he spoke out of turn, man. 
We're going to take a quick break. I got to pay some bills, man. Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Welcome back. We're going to dive right into this shit, man. This is what August Alcina said in regards to his past, I guess, I don't want to say affair because he said Will knew. But what happened in the past with him and Jada? I actually sat down with Will and had a conversation due to the transformation from their marriage to life partnership that they've spoken on several times and it, you know, not involving romanticism. Mm -hmm. He gave me his blessing and I, I totally gave myself to that relationship for years of my life, you know, and I truly and really, really deeply loved and have a ton of love for her. Um, I, I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it. So much so to the point that I can die right now and be okay with knowing that I truly gave myself to somebody. Right, you did the right thing. And I really loved a person. I experienced that. I know what that, that feels like. I actually That's sat just down. That's just fucking insane. Like now, again... Will and Jada, they have come, they have came out through publicists and admitted, well, and said that shit ain't true. It ain't happened now. And Jada Pinkett Smith, she said today she is going to have a new episode of the Red Table Talk where I guess she speak about what August said. Because, I mean, does she owe any of us any kind of... Like, she, like she don't really got to speak to us motherfuckers, man. Like, she can just let the shit die down and not speak on it. But after what he said, I mean, it's kind of hard to not speak on it. You being in the public eye, Will Smith being a movie star, because he's still active. Like, can you imagine if he has a movie coming out and when he is on the whole press tour, everybody is going to ask him, hey, so did you tell August Alcina it was okay to fuck your wife? Now, they pulled up past shit that, that Will said, that Will and Jada have said in regards to the fact that they are married, but, you know, they kind of don't have the physical connection that they used to have and all this bullshit. Let me play a, a clip. Real if you quick. marry me, know this. We're going to be together. We're going to be under the same roof. You might be on one end of that joker with somebody else. <laughs> and I might be on one end of this joker with yep. somebody else. Yeah. And I, I always be, said, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but we're going to be yeah. In this joker together. Yeah. So that's Jada, what we are going to do. If you marry me, know that. And again, I can understand that it is their marriage. Will and Jada. Like, can't nobody tell them how to react? Like, that is their fucking marriage. So I'm not mad at them. Even if Will told August Alcina, look, my nigga, like me and Jada, we don't have the physical connection that we used to have. You know, when I'm out, I sleep around. When she's out, she sleeps around. But at the end of the day, we come together as a unit. I can respect that if that is what they both have agreed to. But the person who spoke out of turn is August Alcina. Nigga, it is not your place to even admit that. Like, that is a situation where you have to lie. You cannot admit that shit. You cannot. If Will said... Yo, it is okay. You can sleep with Jada. You, like, the fact they are still married. 
Like the world knows them as a married couple. Again, they are not perfect. Every celebrity couple has issues. But you being a man, you cannot admit that shit because you place people in uncomfortable situations. Now, Jada has to answer that shit. Will has to answer about the comments you made. Now, if that was me, would I have slept with Jada? No, because I have certain morals. Like, for example, if I if I knew Jay-Z and Jay-Z told me, look, me and Beyonce, we are not on the best of terms. So if you want to sleep with Beyonce, go ahead. You can do it. I'm not going to do it because that is still a married woman. Like there are so many women in the world to where I should not have to fuck a married woman, even if I have the okay from the husband. And that is my issue with August. Like when the question was brought up, the not a question, me and Jada only have a relationship as friends. We have never slept together. Now, if Jada or Will want to come out and say it happened, then okay, you can speak on it. But like, don't you offer that relation? Don't you offer that information first before the married couple? I understand. Well, it sounds as if he was in love with Jada. He wanted things to go further. Then I guess what they had, it seemed as if he wanted to marry Jada Pinkett Smith. It seems as if he wanted to be her bae, her hubby. But nigga, they are married. You are the side nigga. And when you are the side nigga and you are ma- and you are messing with someone who is married, whether it be a man or a woman, you are the renter nigga. So you are renting a bae. You are renting a woman. You are renting a man. That man is not your property. That woman is not your property because at the end of the day, no matter how many payments, quote unquote, you put in, that is not yours. It's like, y'all remember Rent-A-Center? Well, you can go into the store, you can rent a sofa. For about $35 a week, you can rent an entire fucking sofa. Now, if you stop making payments on that sofa, or even if you rent the sofa and you make a year, you know, amount of payments on the sofa, the sofa is still not yours. That sofa still belongs to Rent-A-Center. <laughs> because, like, when you rent something, like, they put the price so fucking high to where you can pay for damn near two or three years on the sofa. Like, I remember when I was back in high school, like, my mother, she had rented a fucking computer. Now, she had this computer in the house for about four fucking years. And like it took her about four and a half years to pay off the fucking computer. Now, at the end of her fucking payment, like when I sat back and like I just put like I calculated all the like all the money she put into paying for that fucking computer. She could have bought about five to six brand new computers. Meaning you could have put all that fucking time and effort you spent loving on another woman's property. You could have put that time into loving on someone who loved you back and someone who was single enough to where you guys could have took it beyond just the love. Well, just the lust, 
the physical attraction to it. You guys, you guys could have been so much more than just fuck buddies or your quote unquote life coach. This nigga's fucking insane, man. Like I said, that's why I'm 30 years old. I have never slept with another woman when I have been in a relationship. And that is why, aside from the fact that I would feel guilty, I would feel hurt, I would feel embarrassed. And like, I would look at myself in a shitty way if I was to cheat on someone. I wouldn't feel the same. But another biggest fear is having a fucking messy side chick. Like your job as a side chick and a side nigga, even if you have the approval of the spouse, is to shut the fuck up. Whatever happens behind closed doors, whatever you guys do, shut the fuck up. Like do not go out and do a fucking, you a celebrity, my nigga. You you go on a fucking public massive platform. You talking to Angela Yee. And you confirm, yeah, you know, we used to, nigga, this nigga fucking crazy. It seems as if it's been a fucking crazy week. Because going to Chicago, there was a guy by the name of Leroy Battle, 19 years old. He is charged with killing two teenage boys in Chicago after they asked him how tall he was. My nigga. Now, this is from... Western Mass News. The article says murder charges have been filed against a man accused of fatally shooting two Chicago teens after they asked him how tall he was when they were buying candy at a store. Detective said 19 year old Leroy Battle shot 17 year old Jason Francis and Charles Raleigh after they, along with the friend, Encountered Leroy Battle Who is 6'3 This nigga's 19 years old This nigga's tall This nigga is 6'3 They said one of the teens asked Battle How tall he was And expressed That they would love to grow up And be as tall as he was Those in the store said There was no altercation There was nothing that would have said 19-year-old Leroy Battle off to be angry at these kids. He literally asked how tall he was because he was extremely tall. This is from a witness. They said as the three teens left the store and walked home, Francis and, and Riley, who were the victims, they'd gone to the store to buy candy. They were shot multiple times in the alley. 17-year-old Jason Francis, he was shot in the back, chest, and hand, while Riley was shot in the back and leg. Both teens eventually passed away at a hospital. The third team managed to escape unharmed. Now, they have surveillance video of the shooting, so this nigga can't even deny it. <sighs> this shit, like, this is what pissed me the fuck off. Now, he was arrested on Wednesday. At a park outside Chicago. He had cut off his hair. I guess in an attempt to change his appearance. After seeing himself on social media. <sighs> this shit is fucking insane man. The fact that when you look at. The fact that these kids were 17 and 16. 
And they died over something so fucking senseless, man. Now, could it be more to the story? It could be, but that shit is fucking insane, man. Because, like, stuff like that is why I have PTSD and why I deal with a lot of depression and anxiety because it goes back to my childhood and where I grew up at. I was raised, like I told y'all before, in the Bronx, New York, for over 20 years before I left and moved to Atlanta, Georgia by myself. And, like, like during, like, I used to love the wintertime. And, like, I love the winter because it's cold outside. So when it's cold outside, that means there's less people outside, which means there is a reduction in crime. Now, when the summertime comes along, don't let it be a heat wave. Like, that is when crime picks up. You know, people are hot. People are frustrated. They are more on edge. It's bigger crowds outside. And shit goes fucking insane. And, like, I used to hear gunshots nightly. I told y'all before when me and my mother saw someone who we knew get shot to death across the street as we looked out the window. Like stuff like that can have a traumatic effect on kids. That can have a massive effect on, you know, children and teens as they grow older. To where now I'm 30 years old and like I still hate being in a lot of public places because I just don't feel comfortable in crowds or I don't feel comfortable in certain settings because of what I've gone through. And I know I'm not the only one who feels that way. So the fact that these kids who had a long life ahead of them, their story is now over. So RIP to 17 year old Jay Sean Francis and 16 year old Charles Riley. Them kids should still be alive. That shit is fucking insane. Like, I don't even want to imagine being a parent and having to bury your child at 16 or 17 years old. Because that's my biggest fear. Like, my biggest fear is burying my son now. Or when he's a teen. Because, like, I want to be gone. You know, when it comes time for my son to pass away. Like, I cannot still be here, man. So, RIP to those victims. And... I got to segue to something else after that. Donald Trump, this motherfucker, man. Man, so Donald Trump, you know, he, um, as we know, he's very active on his Twitter account. He loves, you know, retweeting videos or pictures or just saying shit that clearly lets the world know he is a white supremacist. That clearly lets the world know that he believes that white people are better than every other race. So there was a video going around of, I believe it was people at a golf club in Florida. They were chanting white power, white power. Like those words can clearly be heard pretty, pretty clearly in the fucking recording. So Donald Trump from his Twitter account, which he runs, which he tweets from himself. He retweeted that video thanking his supporters. Now, this is someone with with millions of followers, someone who is who is the president of the United States of America. He retweets a video of his supporters chanting white power continuously. Now, 
after a couple hours, he ended up taking the video down and the spokeswoman for the White House, this fucking dumbass bitch, she got, she went in front of the public and said, oh, you know, he took the video down. You know, he had no idea they were chanting white power. Bitch, what the fuck did you think they were saying? Now, I could see if they whispered the white power. I could see if they said white power. I could see if they whispered that shit. But they said it clear as day. White power. White power. So for you to say, you know, I didn't really know what they were saying. He didn't know the president, like... Are you fucking serious? Now, a couple days after that, Donald Trump, he posted the video. Did y'all see the video of the two white people? I believe they were lawyers or whatever the fuck they was. There was a protest going past their house, a peaceful protest. Wasn't nothing being done. The protesters were not being aggressive. It was a man and a woman. They came outside holding guns, pointing the guns at the protesters. The woman had her finger on the trigger as the gun was pointed at protesters. Now, after the video went viral, they came out and said, oh, you know, we support civil rights. You know, we support Black Lives Matter. We just didn't know what they were going to do. They were being nonviolent. They were marching past homes peacefully. Nothing was being destroyed. And Donald Trump, he posted that video. Like, we know by now, those of us who don't live on the rock, those of us who don't turn a blind eye to his fucking stupidity, we know that Donald Trump is a white supremacist. Is a, white, a white supremacist. We know that he believes that the white race is the best race in the world. We should know that by now. And the fact that this man is, he is going to all levels to rile up his fan base. Like, his fan base consists of I'm sure some dumbass black people in between, but his white, his fan base mostly consists of white supremacists, those who are racist, and those who believe that the white race is the best race on earth. That's why I hope that you guys show up and show out when it comes to voting. Now, of course, we know when Trump became president, you know, he lost the, the general election. Hillary Clinton had more votes, but he eventually ended up winning. But I hope that things are different this time around, man. I hope that there's not voter suppression and that they, they work out the shit that's going on, especially for these lower income, poor black areas who for somehow every time there is an election. Magically. The voter, like the voter machine, stop working. Or there's one location that is meant to serve hundreds and thousands of people. So, man, man, when it comes to November, man, y'all motherfuckers, please show up, please show out, please vote, please let your voices be heard. Because if I if I gotta deal with another four years of this motherfucker, man, I'm a snap, I'm a lose it. But someone who loves to deal with a stupid motherfucker is Khloe Kardashian. Khloe Kardashian. Now, reports have come out today that she has taken Tristan Thompson back. Now, I understand they have a child together. 
I'm sure she loves him. I'm sure Tristan Thompson tried nonstop to get Chloe back. You know, of course, you know, like a man never tries to change his cheating ways until he sees that the woman is fucking somebody else. He probably seen Chloe out and about with these niggas, his friends, these celebrity motherfuckers, and he got jealous. Now he's been going out of his way, dropping heart emojis under Chloe's pictures and shit, letting her know that she is appreciated after cheating on her multiple times, multiple times. Now, I know we ain't forget last year when Lori Harvey, she went on the Red Table Talk after cheating with Tristan Thompson. Now, after that, Chloe, she was tight. She sent out a tweet that said, Lori Harvey is the reason we broke up and all this other bullshit. So I'm not even going to give her too much attention because if you take someone back who has continuously cheated on you, as I said earlier in this episode, you can't complain. You got to expect whatever the fuck is coming your way, man. So if he cheats again, do not go online and vent. Do not go on your fucking show and talk about him cheating again. The nigga cheated on you 90 fucking times. Take your shit and shut the fuck up. <sighs> now, in Miami, there was a cop at an airport. He was confronted by a woman. Now, I don't know the full story. I don't know what happened. But yes, the black woman, she was being aggressive. She was in the cop's face. They were going back and forth. And I think that is when the cop's pride got hurt. His ego was tested. Now, the woman said, what the fuck are you going to do? So the cop, like, he just, he leaned back, gathered every single force he can. Like, the nigga leaned back like he was in the fucking Fat Joe to lean back. This nigga went all the way back, came up, and punched this black woman in her fucking face. And then you hear him on tape say, she headbutted me first. Nigga, we seen the tape. Now, I don't know if this nigga realized that there was phones out. Or that there was cameras out. This nigga said she headbutted me first as an excuse for cocking back with all his power and punching her in the fucking face. Now, after the video came out, of course the video went viral. The cop got fired. Now, there's an investigation on the way. And when cops say, oh, we're investigating, like I take that as, you know, we are going to investigate publicly to please you guys who don't like the fact that this cop did abuse this woman, but we are going to just prolong the investigation for as long as possible. And we hope you guys forget. Like that is what I hear when I hear about, Oh, we are going to investigate. This shit is fucking insane, man. I get pissed off, but oh man, with everything that has happened recently, like I said, it just it just lets me further know to love myself, to love those I care about, and to just do everything in my power to focus on positivity, to focus on love, to focus on giving back, and to focus on making sure I do not, of course, slip back down into the anxiety and depression that I used to deal with. Like, I just go out my way to just, 
enjoy the time I have left on earth. And I hope it's about another 70 to 75 years, God willing. And just like I said, just appreciate those you care about. So I want to end this episode off by playing a song by the, the great, the legendary Deborah Cox. I mean, like, she still puts out great, amazing music. I mean, of course, she's not as mainstream as she used to be. But the quality of her music has not suffered at all. She puts out great music. She put out a song last year. It came out November 1st of 2019 called Easy Way. I love this fucking song. When I'm at work, when I'm driving, like I be having this shit on repeat. Like every time I have a a bad day or I just want to sit back and gather my thoughts, I put on Easy Way by Deborah Cox. So this is Easy Way by Deborah Cox, man. Way. 
Thank you guys, man. This is episode 35 of Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. As always, you can you guys can follow me on Instagram at Lunchroom Chatter Pod. You guys can click the link in the episode description. You guys can send a voice message to the podcast. As always, let your friends know to follow the podcast. Let your friends know I love them. Let your friends know you love them. Love yourself. Love your family. Again, this is episode 35 of Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. You guys stay safe. Please stay safe out there, man. Peace.